Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Creator Economy live stream podcast. I am your host, Professor Nez. This is a show where we help you monetize your experience, your skills, and your creativity in the creator economy. What is the creator economy? It's literally the greatest time to be alive because you have boundless opportunities to monetize your brand, your business, your content. It's it's the best time to be alive. And one of the most underutilized, probably one of the least understood aspects of being a creator, and by the way, being a content creator is a business, by the way, is getting paid brand deals and sponsorships from companies and organizations. And we've got the master with us today. We've got one of the best in the business helping people get paid brand deals. So if you're interested in that, you want to make sure you stick around. I would love it if you could smash that thumbs up. So good to see you guys. Look at that. Peace prototype. Did you change your name, Yuri? Good to see you. Chris Stone in the house. Come on in. Side hustle shuffle. Nano, good to see you. Please share this out because y'all know that sharing is caring. Share this out. Tag me on Twitter. Share it on LinkedIn. Share it on your community tab. Share it on Facebook. Share it wherever you are. That would really mean a lot to us. I can't wait to jump into this. A couple of things really quickly. A couple of things really quickly. Um, number one, if you want all the best inside information on how to monetize your experience, skills, and creativity in the creator economy, it's absolutely free. You got to come join, become a Nez Nation insider. Replay viewers, podcast listeners, there's a link in the description, in the show notes. There's a pinned comment with the link to that. It's absolutely free. And you get all the greatest resources up to date, latest features, latest news on everything you need to know on how to make Monet in this greater economy. We're bringing it to you live every single week. So make sure you become an insider uh, immediately. And you'll find that in the pinned comment. You'll also find that uh, in the show notes and in the description. Um, people ask me all the time, Nez, how do you go live in all these different places? How do you multi-stream? How do you get these cool banners? How do you get these cool overlays? Well, I use, and by the way, I've been a live streamer for going on now almost a decade, and I've used them all, y'all. And I'm telling you right now, the best of the best is the one that I'm currently using right now, and that's StreamYard. You, if you want to become a live streamer, if you want to go live, you know, live streaming is such an interactive, amazing way to engage your community and audience. Get my free trial. There's a link in the description and in the show notes of StreamYard right now. And by the way, with my link, you don't have to input a credit card. You can go live up to seven, eight destinations. I think it's even more than that now, right away. StreamYard, get that link in the description. Um, you definitely, definitely want to consider live streaming. Talk about monetizing in the creator economy. Live streaming is getting bigger and bigger and bigger. You know, I've talked about the latest announcements from Twitch, from LinkedIn, from YouTube, Facebook, Holy Macadamia Nut. Go right now and get that link in the description. Last but not least, and then I'm going to bring on our guest. I get your DMs and I get your messages all the time, y'all. Hey, Nez, what kind of mic do you use? Hey, Nez, what kind of lighting do you use? What kind of camera do you use? What kind of boom mic? What kind of gimbal? All of the products, all of the gear, all of the tools that I vouch for can be found right here. Just go to my shop. As an Amazon influencer, I have my very own Amazon storefront. Just go to amazon.com forward slash shop forward slash Professor Nez. Again, I'll leave that link in the description. Okay, how many people shared this out? Give me a hashtag me in the chat. Anthony, good to see you. Mr. Sky Dweller, good to see you. How are you? Chris Stone is in the house. Jim, good to see you. 
Fantastic. How many people shared this out? I want to I want to see how many people shared this out. Please make sure you share this out. How many people are ready without further ado, let's get right into it. How many people are ready to learn everything you need to know about brand deals and paid sponsorships? Whether you have zero subscribers or a million subscribers, zero followers or a million followers, you're going to get a ton of information a ton of valuable knowledge today. And by the way, we're taking questions from the live chat. Podcast listeners, replay viewers, you got to be here. You got to be here. Now, as much as I want you to be here live, just leave a Q in the in the comments, type Q uh, for a question, and then your question after that, and I'll have my mods organize. We're going to introduce our guest. We're going to talk to him for a second. Then we're going to take questions. Um, podcast listeners, replay viewers, I do have a questionnaire form in the show notes and in the description. It's a two second questionnaire form where you can leave your question and I will answer those questions. I'll share them with our awesome guest and we'll get you answers on the next time that we are live, especially our weekly Sunday morning Q and a live AMA. You got to make it to that 9 30 AM Pacific time. You're going to have a blast. So replay viewers, podcast listeners, as much as I want you here, you do, you can still be a part and still ask your question. Okay. Without further ado, good to see you. Shark fin tech. Our guest today is somebody who, uh, is the founder of creator wizard. He is a sponsorship coach. Creator wizard is a school and community that teaches you how to find and negotiate your dream brand deals so you, so you can stop leaving thousands on the table. He's been on a lot of shows. I see him everywhere on Twitter. Um, we're going to learn a lot more about his background, but I'm so excited because he specializes specifically in helping creators and more get brand deals and sponsorships I'm not going to delay any longer. Let's bring him on. Ladies and gentlemen, Nez Nation, give a big warm welcome to Mr. Justin Moore. Justin, how in the world are you? Can, can you hear me? That was the best hype uh, intro I think I've ever had. So can I, can I, can you just like fly around with me around whenever I speak and just kind of, I'm coming everywhere you go, brother, man, that was <laughs> incredible. Thank you for having me. Nez. I'm stoked to be here and chat all about sponsorships. My yeah, man, topic. I can't wait. I can't wait. And you know, it's so funny. I love mistakes that I make on live streams. <laughs> Most content creators, and I want this to be a great example. You know, I, I, I didn't realize I went into like a 10 minute spiel and I was on mute the whole time. That's actually the first time that's happened in a long time, but I love that it happened because I have a feeling, uh, Justin, that you're going to talk a lot about how, when you started helping people with brand deals, a lot of people made a ton of mistakes. So we're going to get into the questions. This is going to be a jam-packed show. Why don't you give us a little bit of, I'm curious, I'm going to ask the first question. How did you get into being a sponsorship coach? What's your background? Did you start in media? Was this something that, you know, you were a PR agent or, or something like that, et cetera? Or was this something that you just identified? You know what? I'm really good at understanding what audiences want, what media wants. I'm going to marry the two and start my own uh, kind of thing. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, it's a, it's a great question. Um, and so the quick story is that uh, it was actually my wife. My wife started her first YouTube channel in 2009. I was in medical devices. I have a background in engineering, so completely not this. Um, and so I was over here like with my own kind of professional nine to five career trajectory. And my wife's YouTube channel started taking off and brands started knocking. They started, you know, asking initially it was free product and she was stoked, you know, my wife, April and right. And so then, but then when they actually offered to say, Hey, we'll actually pay you for this. She comes to me and she's like, what the heck do I do? And I'm here. I am. I was in business school at the time. I was like, I'm in business school. I can help with this. And so started reading the contracts from mind you, this was again, back in 2009. So that like, no one knew, no one had any idea what they were doing. It was the wild west. Um, you know, I, 
I remember pulling in our family lawyer at the time and being like, what do I do with this? And they're like, well, I have no idea what you're doing. What is this contract? Right. Um, and so it was very much kind of like trying to figure it out along the way. And so we learned so much through trial and error um, over the years. I mean, we have, um, you know, done over $3 million in brand deals over our career over the last decade. So it's a, a very meaningful part of our business. About six years ago, and kind of the next chapter there was that about six years ago, I decided to start an influencer marketing agency. So um, essentially around that time, um, there was a lot of interest from the brands that we were working with to work with, um, you know, creators who were wholesome, you know, who weren't controversial, a lot of, you know, CPG retail, uh, you know, uh, consumer electronics, those brands all really wanted to work with creators, but they were scared of someone partnering with someone and them doing them doing something crazy. Right. And so our right. angle on the agency was, Hey, like all these people that, you know, we have in our roster are family friendly, they're wholesome. They're not swearing a lot in their content, you know, they're not doing this type of thing. And so that was our, our wedge and it, and it was very successful. Um, and so have run that, you know, have gotten, so essentially have done a bunch of brand deals personally and still do them to this day. Um, and then, uh, have gotten hundreds of other creators <laughs> deals, you know, millions of dollars worth of deals through the agency. Um, and then this next kind of the most recent chapter about two years ago, I, I honestly, just saw so many mistakes being made uh, over probably exchanged tens of thousands of emails with influencers uh, for the agency over the years. And just like, I just had to scratch this itch. I was like, I need to make some content for creators, like to educate them around this idea of like how to be more confident, how to be more business savvy, how to be professional, how to, you know, capably negotiate all of these topics. And so that was what I thought it was going to be. I was like, I'm just gonna make some videos, right? Like, and just be done with it. And then people started requesting more. People started DMing me asking for coaching. Can I hire you? And I was just like, well, this is not expected. And so that's where the course came in and multiple courses. And it's like, I basically just kind of recently, only recently, maybe about six months ago, adopted the title of sponsorship coach, because when I started making- Oh, wow. Content, so this is recent. This is very recent. Yeah. Very but when cool. I, when I first very started cool. the channel, I was the business of being a creator. That was my tagline. And yeah. then- And honestly, isn't that what entrepreneurship is all about? We're yeah. always evolving, right? Totally. Yeah. And, and so the bookend to that story is that I had a follower DM me, uh, maybe- again, six months ago and saying, why are you talking about anything other than sponsorships? That's clearly what you're best at. Smart. That's that's all you should talk about. And I was like, "Smart." that's a good idea. And so since then, since I made the pivot, everything has changed for me. I love it. I love it. That's fantastic, Justin. Yeah. You know, somebody like myself who's been in business since I was 13 years old, I, I can count on, you know, dozens of times where the business found me, not the other way around. Mm. Um, you know, and it's really, th that's why I, I'm so, I do a ton of rants against the university system because the university system is not held to the same standard that business is, which if you're not relevant in the marketplace today, you're done. Mm. Whereas in the university, you could be a tenured professor, sit on your laurels, not innovate, really do a huge disservice to students for years and get away with it. So mm -hmm. I love the way you said that. Um, it's interesting that you said, you said something really interesting that I, I just caught in, a, in, in something when I teach clients and I talk to people too, because we have a consulting agency, if you didn't know that, um, you know, you talked about, you know, these creators are very clean. They don't curse in their content. They're family. I call them family friendly or advertiser friendly. Mm -hmm. Do you, do you find that brands or creators that are more amenable to broader audiences are more successful when it comes to brand deals or can you be, you know, who you want to be and, you know, just let it kind of fly? What are your, what are your thoughts on that? So I think we need to split hairs here because there's a difference between having a niche, right? Because a lot of creators think that if I have a niche, they'll have less opportunities. And it's actually the opposite. When you have a very defined focus and a brand can wrap their heads around like, oh, yeah, this creator serves the FIRE community, you know, financial independent re retirement early or something like that. And they are family friendly within that niche. That is like the dream, right? Because at that point, again, it's not about you need to like have all that, you know, be super broad, your lifestyle influence, you talk about fashion, you talk about home, you talk about tech, you talk about all this stuff. No, like, it, it's actually the opposite of that. That is the best way to just be lost in in a sea of, of competition. Um, and so it's not about like, talking about tons of broad categories so that brands can find you. It's more about picking a niche that is, uh, you know, easy for a brand to wrap their heads around and be like, yeah, that's the type of creator who I want to partner with. Um, and so like a great example is that through, through our agency, like we 
um, we're, we're working with a major telecommunications company, wireless carrier, and they were finding that their uh, you know, marketing messaging, their product was resonating in this fire community. And so they said, hey, go out and find us creators who are kind of talking to this. And so we went out and found a creator, less than a thousand subscribers on YouTube, who, who his niche was uh, budgeting and financial planning for active duty military. <laughs> that, that was his wow. thing. And he was paid thousands of dollars. They turned around. They He made a great, compelling, you know, a couple pieces of content on YouTube. The brand turned around as part of the deal, repurposed it, used it for paid advertising and so on to reach a much broader audience. And so uh, I think this is a great like tipping off point to, you know, I saw some questions in the chat. This is always a common question. It's like, how many followers do I need? Do I need to actually, you know, have 10,000 subscribers? I was going to ask followers? you that. Yeah. yeah. And like, this is a great example of no, it's not about that. It's about how can you serve both your audience as well as potential brands? Because again, it's not about the organic viewership, the organic distribution that you have on your platform. There's so many other ways in which you can bring value to brands. Um, and so I think the the best kind of to to sum up the answer, it's it's no, it's like you you don't yeah, like the the one thing I will say is that yes, if you are swearing a lot in your content, if you are posting, you know, like risque photos on Instagram or, or, you know, something like that. Like, yes, that like, clearly like, does a brand want to be associated with you on social media? Maybe not if it's a more traditional brand. So it's just like, it, it is a lens that you need to think about when, you know, you're kind of deciding how to craft your content strategy. Especially in this ecosystem, right? Like we were, we're seeing, you know, a lot more attention on, um, you know, trying to tread that water lightly and be sensitive to other people's feelings, thoughts, opinions, not be so combative. Um, it seems like it's a, it's a, it's a, it's an ecosystem now where, you know, even platforms like Facebook, I mean, it's very easy to get demonetized. I've had mm -hmm. several channels get demonetized for things that just as minor as even never using, you know, I don't use expletives. I don't use anything in my content or, or content that I manage, but even just, let's say having the image of a weapon or something like that, mm -hmm. or, you know, even like a title saying something like, you know, this will cut your marketing budget in half, like a knife or something like that. Even mentioning something like that, it's really important. I, I, I always advise start with the concept, start with the idea of just trying to be as, you know, um, professional as possible mm. and, you know, not to, not to put a ceiling on your personality, but try to be as professional as possible in the beginning. Yeah. And then as you build, then maybe you can, you know, start to take more, there's nothing wrong with taking risks, but I love the way you said that. I want to get into the, the questions, Justin, this is so, so good because that was one of my questions. I get this all the time. Nez, I don't have any subscribers or Nez, I only have 500 subscribers or Nez, I only have 3000 subscribers. I can't reach out to br what brand is going to want to work with me. When you get creators, um, Justin, that come to you with this, what's the first thing you tell them when they say, you know what, Justin, I don't feel like I even have the right to approach a brand. Mm -hmm. What do you, what do you tell them when you, when, when they, when they say that to you? That's a great question. I actually have a, a rather hyperbolic video on my on my YouTube channel called "How to Get Sponsorships with Zero Subscribers," <laughs> right? Because uh, I I want to uh, be very clear about this. So if you take anything away from this conversation, is that there is no minimum number of followers that you need to work with brands. Okay, you do not need to have ten thousand subscribers. Everyone creates these arbitrary milestones. Oh, I got to get to ten thousand, you know, or maybe one time a brand told them, "Oh, we only work with creators with five thousand followers or whatever." And so that like stuck in your mind, and you felt like everyone thinks that, and that couldn't be yeah. further from the truth. And so the first thing that I say to creators when they approach me with this kind of you know um, challenge is, I say, "Okay, well, when you approach brands." The first question that you should always ask them is, what is your goal? Love it. With, it. with influencers or working with creators. Make it and about them. Yes. It's not about like, hey, there's this tiny little box. I'm going to stuff you, Mr. Brand, Mrs. Brand, into this small little box of how you can work with me. Because that's how most creators think. They think the only reason that a brand would want to partner with them is if they did, a, oh, an integrated YouTube video or a post on Instagram or TikTok or whatever. Like, that's the only way in which they can work with brand. What happens when the brand says, oh, well, you know. We're just really excited about being able to uh, take your content and repurpose it as advertising or embed the video on our website. You make a, you know exclusive little video that lives on a landing page on our website. And that's the goal that they say that they're super excited about. Well, at that point, it has no, it, it matters not at all how many followers you have, right? It doesn't matter your viewership. It doesn't, because that's not the goal of the campaign, right? And so 
this is like a, a, a major mindset shift uh, for creators when I kind of discuss, you know, talk about them. It's it's like if you were if you're a consultant, I always tell creators like you're not just creators, you're consultants. You go in to their business, you ask them, what are your challenges? What are your business objectives? What are you trying to accomplish this year? And they'll say, oh, you know, we've always you know wanted to start our own YouTube channel as a brand. Oh, boom. Oh, there we go. Maybe you create a show for their YouTube channel. And so your platform at that point is your portfolio. It's not how many subscribers you have. It's not your average viewership. It has nothing to do with that. And so, yes, there will be some brands out there where that's all they care about. But when, maybe when you're in the growth stage, that's not the types of brands that you're going to try and target. So there's so many different I ways in which you can bring value. Like, I think a lot of creators don't understand. Like, you have tremendous expertise. You understand what works on you know, the YouTube platform. So you may not think 5,000 subscribers is a lot, but brand XYZ over here is like, wow, you have 5,000 subscribers. That's amazing. Like that's all the credibility you need. And that's the brands that you need to find. And correct me if I'm wrong, Justin, everything you just said, I hope you guys, Nez Nation, this is like, I mean, this is revolutionary thinking. Okay. Because for the longest time, even myself as a creator, I felt the same exact way. What are they going to see in me? I'm not Mr. Beast. You know, I'm not Mark Rober. I'm not Zach King. I'm not these huge YouTubers. What are they going to see in somebody as small as me? You guys understand your worth, understand your value. I hope you're taking notes. And if I may add, uh, uh, Justin, because I love this and correct me if I'm wrong, not only is 5,000 subscribers attractive to brand X or Y or Z, but you can also convey that your channel is on a growth tick, right? And think about it. Those videos can live in perpetuity. Those videos can live eternally mar marketing that brand, company, or service, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So there's value in that. It's not a commercial on NBC that's gone, you know, in two seconds and never, nobody ever sees it again. On YouTube, if they, if you cr create the right video, and by the way, we're using YouTube as an example, LinkedIn, Facebook, TikTok, holy mm -hmm. mackerel, right? I'm sure Justin has a lot to say about TikTok. Mm -hmm. You can do this on other platforms too because of the searchability, because of the longevity of your content. Is that is that accurate to say that, Justin? Can yeah. you use that as leverage saying, hey, I may have 5,000 subscribers now, but a year from now, I might have 20. How about how about this pitch, Nez? Um, when you go to the brand and they say, oh, you know, like we're really thinking about our SEO strategy this year, organic search, YouTube search, things like that. And if that's something that you specialize in, right, you have, you know, maybe 10 videos that have ranked for certain keywords, you can basically say, hey, like I have a lot of experience ranking for keywords on YouTube SEO, YouTube search and things like that. And so the pitch that you go to them is not, I'm going to do this integrated like video with you on my channel. No, it's like, what are the 10 keywords that you're trying to rank for as a brand? Either I can make videos that are optimized around those keywords, or I can help your brand make videos that you put on your brand page to optimize for those keywords. And that's the campaign. That's the project that you do with them, right? So it's like, it, you see how it, the proposal that you'll actually send to the brand is so completely different when you start asking these types of questions. The other thing that it made me think of, Nez, is that I was just talking with my wife about this recently. We had a, we used to be in an MCN many years ago. Um, it was a great experience. Um, I know not everyone has had a great experience with MCNs, but we've been in a couple over the years. But one of the sales reps at that MCN told told us something many years ago that always stuck in my head, which was that my wife and I have been our, our creators that are in the sweet spot where we're not the Mr. Beast. We're not the Mark Rovers. We're not these like millions of views. And the that that is actually a major reason why we get so much uh, brand deals and opportunities, because there is like the majority of brands cannot afford Mr. Beast. And Mark Rober. And oh, that's a great creators. point. And you, so you, as the up and great coming point. creator, the mid tier creator, the micro influencer, or whatever, like you are in a much better position to have a lot more opportunities um, than these me mega influencers because you most brands will be able to afford working with you. So I think, again, it's a mindset shift, or it's like rather going from scarcity to like, oh, I don't have all these subscribers to abundance. Like, wow, this, this exploded the amount of opportunities that I have as an up and coming creator. Oh my God, you guys, can I just get a huge mind-blown emoji in the chat right now for the love of God? You guys, think about what, I mean, I have to I have to cover this. Um, Jim, I'm gonna get to your question. Chris, I'm gonna get to your question. Leave your questions in the chat for our unbelievable guest. You listen to this. 
you are in a better position in some instances as somebody who is a quote unquote, maybe micro influencer, right? With 10,000 uh, to 6,000 or 10,000 to 20,000, et cetera, because you actually have a highly targeted audience and the budget, what, what these brands and organizations, maybe not what they afford, but that's a part of it, but what they're willing to spend, right? Is within your realm, within your uh, um, uh, sphere of influence. That is groundbreaking, Justin, because I think a lot of people still have this notion I can't ever approach a brand until I'm Mark Rober, right? Mm -hmm. Until I'm, uh, you know, Liza Koshy, which is just not true. I love this. Yeah. Thank you so much, Justin. Okay. We have a question, Justin, from our awesome, I've been, I've been, uh, uh, gathering these questions. This is awesome stuff. Jim is still here. We have a bunch of mind blown <laughs> emojis in the chat. I love it. So Jim from side hustle shuffle. It's good to see you, Jim. Jim is an awesome member of the Nez Nation family. Best way, he has a question for you, Justin. What's the best way to search out brands that work with influence? This is a great question. I think this is going to answer a question that the majority of people who are going to be listening to this, watching this on the replay, everybody get out your pen because Justin's going to drop some wisdom grenades. <laughs> How do we search out for brands, uh, uh, Justin? All right, so the I've got a couple a couple uh, ideas, and so uh, the first one, which a lot of creators don't think about, is like you need to be following every single creator in your niche. Everyone looks at other creators as competitors, and it's actually the opposite. They are research tools. Okay, so there's a couple reasons why that's so important. So number one, once those creators start working with other brands, like boom, well, clearly that brand is working with creators and could be on my target list in the future because they're already, you know, I already saw an activation from this other creator that is kind of in a similar space. The other thing that's really important is that when you follow these creators, you need to actually engage with them. You need to become a known quantities in their comment section. Every time they get an opportunity, you're in there cheering them on. Congratulations. Like we all as creators know, like every time we post something sponsored, we're always like, you know, we're always kind of wondering like, oh, am I going to get hate on this? Are people going to get mad at me? I'm, you know, selling out or whatever. Everyone has this stuff in their head, right? But it's like when you're in the comment section cheering them on, get that bag, you know, get that money. Like, congratulations. This is perfect for you. Creators will notice that. Right. And if you're in there for three, six months, DMing them every single time, being their hype man or woman, right? The next time that they get that dream brand opportunity and you DM them and say, Hey, congratulations, I would would you mind introducing me to the brand? Right. I think people like are scared of this idea, but it's like if if I had someone in my comment section hyping me up for six months and like, do you think that I would like without a doubt? Obviously, you need to be putting in the work on your end to make sure that you have a channel and a social presence that the creator would feel comfortable recommending to the partner, right? So you, there is work that you have to do on your end to like make sure that you are credible and then would be a partner for that, a good partner for that brand. But it's like, again, it's, it's all about give, 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 give before you ask, right? It's that old Gary Vee thing about jab, 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 right hook, right? And so it's like, it's not about, you know, DMing someone right away. Oh, introduce me. No, it's about you put in the work and you cannot draw from an empty bank account if you have not been depositing, right? What's so, the worst that could happen too? Let's say yeah. they say they say no. So they what? say no, and then you're no worse off, right? Or or ghost you, right? And, and just they, where like, you started. Yeah, you're the just upside back. is unbelievable. The right? upside is uh, is is <laughs> insane, and it leads to so many amazing opportunities when you're when you're actually genuinely for, coming at it from a place of like, hey, I want you to win. Because look, like so many creators, they have this again. I go back to this scarcity mindset. They think, oh, if that creator got a deal, somehow that's bad for me. No, like it's going to be you next week. Like like that is a good thing. There is that means that there are brands who are investing dollars into. Here's another like like mindset shift, right? Like. Do you think brands just want to work with one creator? No, like they have marketing budgets. They need to be investing and scaling their marketing strategies. So they're not just thinking about one person. They're thinking about how can I find 50 other people just like that person I just partnered with. And so like, it's not about competition. Like, like it is, I, my friend Shelly says, they're your niche neighbors, right? And <laughs> I, I think that it's like, it, it's an important mindset shift because like it's, it's one of the best ways to find brands that are working with creators right now is to just go after the ones that already are. Because a lot of creators think that, oh, like, I'm going to go after those brands that have never worked with creators and I'm going to be that person. And yes, you can definitely do that. But I'm just telling you that it's, it requires a lot more education. It requires a lot more legwork and you, you can definitely do it, but just be aware of that going into it. I can also vouch 
for what Justin just said, which is so powerful. I was literally, because I watch, you know, I don't really watch Netflix at night before I go to sleep. I watch YouTube. Um, and I was watching a creator. That's my niche neighbor. <laughs> and I was like, oh, cool. They just mentioned a sponsor I've never heard of. And we had kind of similar um, backgrounds, obviously, and, and uh, you know, similar followings. So I reached out to that brand on LinkedIn. And, and I know Justin's going to talk about LinkedIn in a second, too. I reached out to uh, the brand manager or partnership manager on LinkedIn. You guys, and by the way, after a lot of work, it wasn't just like, hey, sponsor me. After a lot of work, nurturing the relationship, as Justin said, you guys, that turned into a five-figure deal. And it was just from, look at Justin, and it was just from literally following exactly what Justin said, follow the creators that are in your niche. Who are they working with? What are they doing? How are they uh, partnering with people? Learn from that, absorb that, follow in their footsteps, reach out to the same partnerships, uh, companies and brands, et cetera. And what, what's the worst thing that would have happened is that brand would have been like, no. And they never just say no like that. Usually they say not at this time or they're polite, they're professionals, right? But if you do it right and you do it consistently, you may get 99 no's, right? But that one yes could fill your, you know, year, your calendar mm. for pay all your bills, right? So Justin, 100%. everything you just said right there is absolutely tantamount, I think, to my success. Mm -hmm. And hopefully, guys, I hope you're paying really, really close attention. Fantastic, fantastic answer. Okay, Justin, you ready for the next question? This Let's is awesome. It. You guys hit that thumbs up. Put a hashtag Justin rocks in the <laughs> chat right now. If you're getting serious value from the sponsorship and brand coach, the wizard who's created creator wizard, Mr. Justin Moore. We got another question for you, Justin. This is a great one from our main man, Chris Stone. What's from up, Dealcasters Chris? Live. I love Chris Stone. I love Jim Fuse. I love their brand. I know you know them too, uh, Justin. Chris asks, for new creators who are just now being approached by brands, what are some best practices? Oh, this is huge. For coming up with prices mm. in this wild, wild west. Hey, Nez, do I do 200 bucks? <laughs> hey, Nez, do I do 20,000 bucks? What do I charge? What's my price? Justin, I can't wait for you to take this one. I know you got some great answers. All right, I got a couple for you. First of all, Hey, brand, what is your budget? <laughs> you should always be leading with that, obviously. All right, because a lot of the time, <laughs> the brand will tell you how much money they have to spend. And, and a lot of creators are like, really? They're not They're not going to tell me that. Like, believe me. So a lot of brands will tell you, hey, you know, we've got for this, uh, you know, partnership, we've got 5,000 bucks or we've got 1,000 bucks or we've got 10,000 bucks or whatever, right? Um, so that's one of the most obvious ones is just actually asking them straight up and seeing if they'll tell you. Um, I, I do have, I'm a big fan of like rules and acronyms and methodologies and frameworks and all that stuff. And so I have created something called the DO rule, D-U-E, okay? And the D in deliverable, the D in DO rule st stands for uh, deliverables. Okay. So these are kind of the pricing levers and the pricing factors that you need to think about when you're pricing your sponsorships. And so the deliverables, right? Is it a YouTube video? If it's a YouTube video, is it dedicated or is it integrated? You need to know the different amount of, amounts of work. Is it an Instagram post? If it's an Instagram post, is it going to be a real, an in-feed video, a photo carousel, stories, right? Like all those are different complexities, right? Um, is it a blog post? How many blog posts? A lot, a lot of brands will reach out and be like, oh, we just want to partner with you, a couple posts and, you know, want to make sure it's like an awesome collaboration. No, like that's great, but you have to nail them down. What exactly do you want me to do for this partnership? That's absolutely critical is that is D is the, and a lot of times this is called the statement of work, the services, it'll, it'll kind of show up in, in a couple different, uh, types of vocabulary. Um, so that's the D. The U in the do rule is the usage rights, okay? What does the brand want to do with your content once you create it? So again, going back to this whole idea that creators think, oh, I'm just gonna be posting the YouTube video, that's it. No, but a lot of times the brands wants to take that YouTube video that you made, cut it down into a 30 second spot, right? Put it as a true view ad on YouTube, run it as an in-feed ad on Instagram or, or, you know, maybe a 15 second, you know, nine by 16 orientation on Instagram stories or something like that, right? They want to run ads with it and you should be charging them money for that, right? And it's not just a flat fee. It is a, uh, it is a percentage fee uh, that you, they actually pay you every 30 day period. 
So if they want usage rights, you need to you need to know how long they want to actually repurpose your footage for, right? Um, and so and and it's do they want it? on just digital and social media? Do they want to put it on a freaking park bench? Do they want to put it on a billboard in a magazine? Like these are all things that you need to be thinking about because you know, th th like early on, like I, I said, I, I, I keep saying my wife and I have made every mistake in the book. Like, <laughs> do, like we had our footage uh, repurposed as a TV ad early on like because we signed away the rights. We didn't realize it, right? Oh it's like my a goodness. lot of, a lot of these lessons that I'm teaching creators now come from direct experience and mistakes that we've made. And like, I just want <laughs> everyone to avoid the mistakes that we've made. Um, and so like, so that's a, a great example. And then the last, the E in the do rule is exclusivity. Not enough creators think about this is that a lot of brands will say, Hey, if you partner with our brand, you cannot work with our direct competitors for 90 days or something like that. And uh, that is a, you, you need to be pricing that opportunity cost into your rate. So if you basically say, okay, what are the, like, for example, if Samsung comes to you, Nez, and says, hey, uh, can you review our latest phone or whatever, right? And you say, sure. And they say, we want 90 days of exclusivity from any competitor of Samsung. I hope your response, Nez, is, well, Samsung makes a lot of things. They make microwaves. They make fridges. They make lots of things, right? So it can't just be, you have to confine the category of exclusivity, not just the duration, right? So there's, these are like all things that you need to be thinking. I know this maybe feels a little bit overwhelming, very but specific, right? yeah, you have to get, you have to ask questions. You have to get very specific. And the reason it's, it's very critical that you hear me right now, which is that a lot of creators think that asking questions will scare the brand off. They're going to be like, Oh, I don't like this creator is too intense. Like, why are they asking all these questions? Good. That should, that should scare. If, if there are brands out there that get scared of that, those aren't good brand partners for you because they don't understand your worth. They don't understand your value. That is a major red flag if there are brands that are being evasive when you ask them these types of questions. And so you should have brands that are excited that you're asking these questions because clearly you're a professional. Very well said. I love that. And, and you know, that's that could be a whole nother show, right? Getting into the kind of um, nuances of contracts, terms, et cetera, deliverables. Uh, and guys, you know, uh, we're going to link um, Justin's channel because I know Justin's just absolutely, you know, putting in the work and creating amazing content on his channel. I'm going to give him a chance at the end of the show to really uh, talk about his his brand, right? His business, his content creation uh, output and uh, platform. Um, but yeah, I mean, that that is something that every creator, I think, probably dreads. But it's it's and it's not the the fun, sexy side, right, of brand deals, but it's such a necessity, right? Knowing, you know, what are the different aspects, what are the different components, and how do I how do I protect myself? Mm -hmm. How do I worth value myself against those, you know, components? So really great stuff. I love that, uh, uh, Justin. Great answer. We got another question here. By the way, guys, leave your question in the chat. We got about another 10, 15 minutes with my main man, the sponsorship coach, Mr. Justin Moore. So get your questions in now and don't forget replay viewers, podcast listeners. We've got a questionnaire form in the show notes and the description. You can, it takes two seconds. You can fill that out. If you have a question, leave it in there and we'll get to it. Okay. My man, Brian B, we kind of touched upon this. A little bit, Justin, but I think you can go a little bit more deeper on this. If you was to start from zero subscribers, okay, brand new, you started a brand new channel, brand new page, et cetera. When would you start looking into getting sponsorships? I think I know where Justin's going to go with this. <laughs> so <clears throat> like this occurs a lot um, when cre like creators who have uh, deep expertise in something, but don't have a lot of followers. So for example, videographers or really talented photographers that shoot weddings or something like this, right? And so my, if, if you were in that position where you're trying to establish your expertise or trying to grow your following, um, like what I would do initially when you're starting a brand new page is to seed it with really compelling content. Okay. Where it's like amazing shots from weddings you've done or videography or whatever. And like seed, seed the, the full, like maybe, I don't know, nine, 12, 15 posts. I'm just thinking about like, maybe let's just say Instagram, for example, seeding the first scroll, right? You load a page and you just see photos on there. Right. So it's just like, you don't have to scroll very far. Maybe there's 12 or 15 posts on there. Um, and then that's uh, congratulations. That's your portfolio. 
You don't have to have any followers. You know, maybe you want to, you know, ask your friends and family to, uh, you know, follow you or something. But then again, the pitch that you go after when you go, basically, all, like this is one of my favorite tactics when you're starting out is you go and find brands uh, that you really love, you know, off that you have authentic affinity for them. And you go and you analyze their social media strategy. You analyze their presence on all the different platforms. Maybe there's a brand out there that's only posting once every three weeks. Well, clearly that's not going to work, right? Maybe there's a brand out there whose content quality sucks. So the pitch that you go into them with is, hey, I love your brand. I've been using it for two years. Um, I noticed that, you know, your cadence of posting on social media is yada, yada. Um, I would love to make five or 10 videos, reels, photos, long form YouTube videos for you every single month. Yeah, it's going to be 2,500 bucks a month. Here's my portfolio to back up why, how, I, how you know I can create compelling content. Again, the pitch is not about how many followers you have. The pitch is about how you are going to perform a service for this brand out there. And by the way, it doesn't have to be a giant national brand. Like there's so much opportunity in your local community to go after and help local brands and businesses with their online presence and their social strategy, getting people to come into their brick and mortar shop. That is the easiest way. If you're listening in a micro influencer right now and you want to make thousands of dollars in the next couple of months, go out there and like go in your local, just walk down your freaking main street and write down all the businesses there and then go look at their website, go look at their social media. And so the pitch that, because I guarantee you, most of them don't have a full-time marketing person. So you, you coming in there and offering to be their freelance creative to help them create, you know, make a more robust social presence. I guarantee you, you're going to make money. Like I, like I guarantee it. Okay. Even if it's just like, you know, and when we say, I, I completely, completely agree with that, by the way. And I love what you just said, Justin and guys, you know, starting somewhere, it, it don't have the idea that, you know, because I know a lot of creators, Justin, I'm sure you get this too. It's like, you know, people are making hundreds of thousands of this when you're starting out, you know, have realistic expectations. I remember when I earned my very first dollar on AdSense as a creator, you know, seven, eight years ago, I was blown away that what I put out there, content that I put out there actually earned me a dollar. I was like, it was the greatest feeling on planet earth. I remember getting my first client, you know, years ago and seeing that PayPal email. Oh. I was like, oh my God, somebody's paying me to help them. So the guys, best, it's okay. Feeling. Have realistic expectations. Start, you know, where you are and understand that it is a long-term, not mm. short-term, right? Journey. And I promise you, if you follow what Justin's saying, it's such a brilliant idea. I have a question for you, uh, uh, Justin. In your experience, this just popped in my head. Where, you know, you deal with brands every day. Where do brands want the most uh, uh, ad dollars spent? Like what platform are they yearning for? Is there a, is there a, is it just all over? Is it YouTube everywhere? Or are they like, you know, Hey, Justin, we really want to be on TikTok or we really mm -hmm. want to be on Instagram. Where do brands, so, so content creators, because you said something earlier and I'm, I'm kind of rambling here, but I'll get to my question <laughs> because this is so exciting. No, you, you, you mentioned earlier, like brands want to work with other creators and the first thing that popped in my head was diversification. Mm -hmm. Where do you see brands? Because I think content creators need to diversify. They can't mm -hmm. just be YouTubers. They can't just be on Instagram. <clears throat> it's important to diversify. Where yeah. are brands, you know, really yearning to be in your experience lately? So uh, I have a multi-part answer. So the first, the first thing to think about here is that um, it really does depend on the content vertical that you're creating content around as well as the industry of where that, you know, <clears throat> maybe there that particular brand sees that long form content is the easiest way to describe the value proposition of their product or their service or whatever. And so they tend to lean towards something like YouTube uh, to be able to describe how, how compelling the product is and so, you know, needing to like kind of display it in three dimensions and kind of look at all the features and all the ports and, and all this stuff. And so um, like, it really does depend on, uh, you know, what, what, Type of product it is, uh, first of all. Um, but speaking of diversification, as um, creators always ask me this, it's like, oh, it's exhausting. I feel like I'm on a content hamster wheel. I can only maintain one platform or whatever. But like, if I want to work with brands, what are like the ones that I need to focus on? And my my biggest piece of advice is, if you are going to go and and uh, tackle a secondary platform, you need to be uh, going and observing 
where that your dream brand partners are partnering with creators. So if they're working with creators on Instagram or working with creators on TikTok, and that's the type of brands that you want to work with, well, then you need to go develop a, a robust presence on that platform. It's pretty obvious, right? So you should not just pick a platform just because it's like the latest hot, you know, flash in the pan. If you, you know, if you're, if the brands that you want to work with are not on TikTok, they don't give a crap about TikTok. Sorry for my French, but it's like, if they don't care. Hey, advertiser all, friendly. Yeah, yeah it's <laughs> advertiser friendly, right? That's that, that poor, I'm that teasing. poor letter word is not, uh, is not uh, going to, I hope I don't get this demonetized, but yeah. the, um, but truly like if you're, I'll if send brand, you a check. Don't if, worry. Yeah, of course. I'll, <laughs> I'll send, I'll send you a check. Um, the, exactly. uh, the, uh, if you know, if the brands that you want to work with aren't even on TikTok, like, why are you wasting your time over there? Yeah. Like, and your audience yeah. isn't even on there. Yes. Obviously like another thing is like, you need to make sure your, if your audience is on there too, then that's another reason to potentially, uh, you know, invest in a platform. But again, like you, you need to be, uh, systematic and, and strategic about the way in which you're thinking about your content strategy. Don't just start making content because you think everyone's on there. Like, no, like you need to, I like, let me be, let me be totally clear here. You mentioned at the top that it feels like I'm everywhere, Nez, like on Twitter and on YouTube and like making content. I post five times a day on Instagram, but that's because I pay over $5,000 a month for other people to help me with my content. I can't do it all myself, right? And so, yes, it may seem like it may be intimidating for people to look at other creators who are like, they feel like they're everywhere posting, but I, I did not start like that. I started just myself making photos myself in Canva, uploading a YouTube video once, once a week, like it was all me. But as I grew, as the income started coming in, as I started investing in this business, because I saw the potential, I started investing in, in other people to support me with my content strategy. And yes, that has led to other brand opportunities and things like that. And that's how it's going to be for you too. But in the beginning, don't, you don't need to get overwhelmed by everything that you need to do. You just need to start small and go from there. I love it. That's so good. I love it. I, I want to be um, very, very mindful and respectful of your time. Um, and if anybody has any, you know, last minute questions, now is the time to ask them. I wanted to talk because we did briefly mention LinkedIn, which has been such an amazing resource for me reaching out and mm -hmm. starting the conversation. Two part question for you, Justin, where do you go first when you want to reach out to brands? And then number two, are media kits still a viable kind of um, tool for content creators? Or is that something that, you know, maybe most content creators don't need to worry about? What are your thoughts on that? Okay, let me tackle the media kit question first. Please. This is one of my favorites. Um, okay, so of the last 10, of the last 100 deals that my wife April and I have gotten, uh, maybe less than 5% have asked for a media kit. Okay. And um, however... It's not to say that you don't need one. However, uh, I do believe that the exercise of creating a media kit is very valuable because it may, it forces you to hone your creator identity. You have to think, okay, well, what is my focus? What is my value proposition to the brand? Yes, the demographics and the audience insights and all, you know, all yada, yada, that's important. But like, it's more about how can I serve this potential brand partner in a way that will help them accomplish some sort of business objective. The other uh, very important points I'll make is that number two, if you have a page that has pricing in your media kit right now, delete it immediately right after this live stream, because you starting from now, you never, you were never going to have standard pricing again. Okay. Because every opportunity that you're going to get is going to be different. Every brand's going to be different. Every agency, there's going to be different deal dynamics. So the moment that you send them your media kit with, Oh, my standard YouTube integration is a thousand dollars or whatever you are anchored. You're anchored at that price forever. How do you know whether that brand would have paid you $10,000 for the same thing? So delete the pricing page. The third piece of advice about the media kit, and this is maybe a little bit controversial, is that the first page of your media kit should not be about you. It should not be about you at all. The first page of your media kit is testimonials and case studies about how you have helped other brands and businesses accomplish these specific business objectives that that brand, that this brand you're talking to wants to also accomplish. The uh, demographics about you, bio, all that stuff, that's in the appendix. That's page two, that's page 10, whatever. Brands don't care. They want to know, can you help them accomplish this thing that they're reaching out to you about? Okay, so um, that's so like another good. another mindset shift because a lot of creators don't think about like, what? Like, are you kidding well, me? Well, it's no, kind of like, like a video, yeah. right? Like, why are you in the first 30 seconds of your video talking about yourself. Like I clicked on the video to get my answer, to get my solution. I don't want to hear how great you are, Nez. Who cares about Nez? I love it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then the first part of the question about LinkedIn, it's funny. Yeah. Um, I, 
had a creator go through my course recently that uh, had 60,000 followers on LinkedIn. She grew up, you know, in, in a very specific niche about data science, <laughs> right? So like, you know, you're not like a traditional social media creator, but because the the, the term and the, or the, the definition, the scope of like what a creator is, is just exploding. I, that's what I love so much about the creator economy in this space right now. It's so exciting because who is a creator is changing all the time. And so for example, she had she has a podcast all about computer science, data science, all this stuff, and she's getting sponsors. She's getting people conferences, tech conferences, you know, people SaaS programs wanting her to you know plug their latest you know B two B software or whatever. And so it's just like um, there's so much opportunity on these other platforms that a lot of creators don't think about, like LinkedIn and things like that, because um, you know regardless of what you're doing, if you have influence in a certain uh, niche, um, there are going to be brands and businesses that want to align themselves with you. So again, like the, the big takeaway about LinkedIn or any other platform that doesn't maybe seem like a traditional social platform is that if you can develop an audience, if you have authority in anything, and it, it doesn't matter what platform it is, they're always going to be, uh, you know, people that want to align themselves with, with you. I love it. I'm a, I want to give a huge shout out. I'm going to get to your question, um, Tish in a second here. I want to give a huge shout out to Monty Weaver for the $10 super chat. Wow. We got another one from Chris. This is insanity. You guys are amazing. Thank you. Thank you so, so much. Really appreciate that. Monty is an awesome content creator. And I know that uh, Monty creates a lot of content talking about similar things, helping creators, helping people mm -hmm. to monetize and grow their audience. Thank you, Chris Stone. Chris Stone, Dealcasters Live for the $10 super chat. That is just absolutely phenomenal. Thank you so much. I really, really appreciate that. If you don't follow these guys, this is what I love about you know our Nez Nation audience. You see, you don't just get me who's been doing this since 1572. <laughs> you get these amazing, I mean, you got professionals, executives, content creators, marketers. I mean, you've got everybody, you know, a fantastic community, people in their own right who could easily host this show and ask amazing questions to our main man, Justin Moore themselves. I love you guys in this nation. There's, there's nothing that I, I appreciate more than your time, your attention. And I love that you're getting value from this. Um, final question, final question of the show goes to the artist's Haven, Justin, um, who asks, I'm struggling finding reputable companies to work with. Since I'm a live streaming artist, should I look at StreamYard affiliate program or should I try to stay in my niche? Wow. Good question, Tish. Take it away, Justin. All right. So um, this is a really common one. And this is a very, very important concept to understand. A lot of creators get very... Uh, they feel very pigeonholed where it's like, okay, I do this very, very niche thing and I don't really see brands like sponsoring creators like me, or it just seems like really unlikely. And so rather than thinking about, you know, like the exact types of brands that would partner with an artist who live streams or something, right? Um, the most important thing to do is, is, is think about the psychographics of your audience. So for example, if you have a lot, I'm just going by your channel name, I'm just going to assume that it's art and like maybe art instruction and stuff like that. Rather than thinking, oh, art supplies and paper and like, you know, canvas and all that stuff, which is what most creators think about, you need to think about what keeps your audience up at night, okay? Maybe, for example, they are creatives and they're freelancers. Maybe they do art for a living. Well, you know, something that would probably be useful for artists would be, uh, you know, invoicing software that helps them, you know, invoice people who are hiring them for commissions, QuickBooks or FreshBooks or something like that. Right. So um, that's just like a very small example of, of the fact that you need to think not just about these like very obvious fits of like who could work with you and your audience or, or for your channel. It's no, it's about how can you find solutions where the pitch to the advertiser or pitch to the brand is like, hey, like this is this is a thing that my audience struggles with. And I think your product would be uh, perfect for this. So you can even survey them. You can ask them on your community tab or your IG stories. What keeps you up at night? What problems are you thinking about? What brands and products are you using and loving right now? Getting into, the, again, the psychographics of your audience of like what they struggle with is such a uh, orthogonal way to approach like thinking about potential brand targets. And it's it, that's the easiest way to start thinking a little bit outside the box and not feel like you're you're stuck. Love it. Absolutely love it. You know what? If you're like me, Nez Nation, 
And you think we need to have Justin on again to school us on brand deals and sponsorships? I want you to leave a hashtag yeah in the chat right now because I, I think I still have a million questions. I know you do too. Um, I'm so thrilled that Justin said yes and came on our show here to drop some serious knowledge. I think we definitely have to have you on again, Justin. What do Let's you think? Do Are you willing yeah, to come man. back on Nez Nation Live? Anytime, anytime. I had a blast, man. <laughs> awesome, man. You've been just unbelievably terrific. And by the way, really quickly, I'm going to give Justin the floor because everybody needs to know how they can get help from Justin uh, because he's got a lot of great resources. Replay viewers, podcast listeners, there is a questionnaire form in the show notes and in the description. If you have any questions for our awesome guest, I will save them for the next time he's on so he can answer them and uh, you will get your uh, uh, questions answered in, in due time. Um, <laughs> I have to highlight one comment, this, which I think is hilarious. I don't know if uh, Justin saw this. <laughs> um, Shark Fintech has a very important question for you, Justin. Are you sure that you're not John Stamos's non-evil twin? Do you get that a lot, Justin? I don't, but I'm going to take it as a as a major compliment because well, he's a good-looking dude. That's one <laughs> handsome dude. Yeah, so I'm gonna I'm gonna take that one. I, uh, I, I appreciate that so much. And yeah, man, I, I appreciate <laughs> appreciate the opportunity so much to be here. Um, I'm at Creator Wizard pretty much everywhere on social media, YouTube. Yeah, TikTok, take the floor. Tell us Instagram. where people can find you. Yeah, and um, the, perhaps like I, one thing I will say is that um, if you are thinking about this space and you're wanting to get more sponsorships, <clears throat> I actually have a completely free weekly newsletter where I send out sponsor paid sponsorship opportunities to creators. It is. It takes me so much time. Again, I have like a team who helps me curate it all. Um, but the 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 newsletter is absolutely packed with value. There's you know my new YouTube videos in there, but like brand opportunities. Um, there's just like so much stuff in there, and you could just go to creatorwizard.com/slash/join, uh, and that's like like a great way to to stay connected. You know, court I have you know courses and I'm consulting, coaching, all that stuff too. If you're interested, but mainly I would love for you to to join the newsletter because that really is. We've got over three thousand creators on there now, um, and so if you're interested in in staying updated with all the stuff and opportunities and stuff, that's a great place to start. And, you know, we got a huge uh, sponsor <laughs> endorsement from Mr. Chris Stone, who says that newsletter is the truth. So we will leave the link in the show notes and in the description to uh, uh, to Justin's newsletter. And, you know, you, what's the what's your channel name, uh, Justin, on YouTube? Creator Wizard. Creator Wizard. OK, so Creator Wizard. Um, go check out his channel. And if you want to learn everything you need to know, and you know what, I'm going to scramble right now and go erase my prices on my mediate deck. <laughs> Get rid of those Nez, because uh, I actually thought that was valuable. I even have it on several other channels I, I run too. So I'm going to go erase those immediately. So we got to get going. <laughs> but Justin, um, I just want to say on behalf of the Nez Nation family, it, it was an honor to have you here, sir. It was phenomenal. You did an amazing job. Thank you for sharing your knowledge. And, you know, we really, really hope to bring you back on because this is a topic that cannot be talked about enough. I completely agree. I appreciate you so much. Last plug is that I do a weekly live stream on Fridays at, at 10 a.m. Pacific yes. every Friday, all about yes. sponsorship. So if this is a topic that you uh, would love to, uh, you know, come and talk about more, would love to have you on as well nez uh to talk about this on my channel i'd be honored um, i think it would be a lot of fun and uh yeah so i again like this is all i talk about i'm talking about anything other than sponsorship so i would love to see you there as well oh i love it absolutely absolutely well hey thank you again justin for being here um really really appreciate it make sure you go follow creator wizard and again all those links will be in the show notes and the description thank you justin have a wonderful day and we'll, we'll see you soon all right take care Okay, guys, hey, one thing really quickly I just want to say before we say goodbye is, wasn't that awesome? Wasn't Justin amazing? I, I, I mean, I'm telling you guys, if I had a guy like Justin around when I first started, I guarantee you I would have become a full-time content creator a lot sooner. Go follow him. Go check him out. And don't forget, guys, this show the creator economy live stream podcast show. We're bringing you brain busting content every single week. Make sure you follow, make sure you subscribe. Don't miss our Sunday morning live stream podcast show every Sunday, 9 30 AM 
Pacific, 1230 p.m. Eastern time. You got to come check us out. Come hang out because we're helping you monetize your experience, your skills, and your creativity in the creator economy. I want to give a huge shout out to Chris Stone, Monty, Marco. Thank you for being here. Lewis made it. Side Hustle Jimmy is here. Uh, Brian and so many more. Anthony Locke, Nano. It's so great to have you guys here. Sharkfin, Artist Haven. Love you guys to death. Um, thank you so much, Nez Nation. Have a wonderful week. We'll see you next time.